The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You are now listening to and let's kind of talk about the 2020 commitment class. We I think it may have been about two weeks ago, we revisited the 2021 class and we looked at who all was still here, who was no longer with the team and who we were expecting to actually contribute in the upcoming season. We're going to go visit the 2020 class. So without further ado, here is that class. Drum roll. <laughs> I ain't want to do it because I ain't want to sound trash like Mike. We need a new drum. <laughs> B does sound effects. That's his department. So here they are, a pretty pretty big class, uh, as you can see here. This class, according to rivals, the top recruit of this class was obviously Tank Bigsby, who mm-hmm. was the fifth running back nationally. Uh, he was the eighth. Uh, recruit in the state of Georgia and the 45th overall recruit in the 2020 class. Uh, This class was actually ranked 10th nationally. This was a top 10 recruiting class, but it was ranked seventh in the SEC, according to rivals. To the left and the transfers in, these are guys who are still currently with the team. Highlighted by Tank Bigsby, Zeke Walker, especially if you're having a strain to see this with your eyes, had to get all these players on here. But Wesley Steiner, uh, Zevian Capers, J.J. Evans, Malcolm Johnson Jr., Desmond Tisdall, Cam Riley, Brandon Frazier, Killian Zaire, Avery Jernigan, Brendan Coffey, Tate Johnson, Jeremiah Wright, and Marquise Burks were part of the signees. Uh, Transfers in, Brandon Council. These are the guys who are still with the team. What's interesting, though, is you look to the right of guys no longer with the teams. At the top, you have Jay Hardy, uh, who's now with Liberty, wide receiver Kobe Hudson, who's at UCF, uh, athlete Ladarius Tennyson, who was in the secondary for the past couple of years, is now at Ole Miss. Chris Thompson Jr. is at USC. Eric Reed transferred to Georgia Tech. Uh, J.J. Pegues is at Ole Miss. Marco Damio, who I think he transferred out very quickly uh, with Auburn. Uh, he is at UCF. Uh, Romello Height is at USC. Elijah Canyon is at Purdue. Shayo Garnett is at Tennessee State. Grant Loy uh, has exhausted his eligibility. I'm pretty sure we'll see some jokes about him coming up. Uh, Dre Butler is at Liberty. Nick Curtis is still in the portal. Kalen Newton is still in the portal. And Daniel Foster Allen is at South Alabama. So, guys, when you look at this class, pretty impressive class on paper. But when you look at who no longer is with the team and who's still here outside of Tank, we haven't gotten a lot of production 
from this recruiting class. Mike G, I'll start with you. What what are some of your initial thoughts with this class when you look at it? Do you want me to keep it up while you talk? Uh, yeah, just for a second. Listen, my spiel on this is short. Development was non-existent. Treat your boys. Chill Boys Underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys Underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys Underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. The guy, Tank Bigsby, was the highest rated recruit in this class. He was your one can't miss prospect in this class. And outside of that, there was talent here. I want to stress this. I'm not down on these kids' talent because there was talent here. But how they develop, I think, is in large uh, part why we made a coaching change. You know, I'm looking at guys like, you know, um, Wesley Steiner was a little disappointing. Uh, if you look at the offensive tackles that came in in that class, Killian contributed a little bit when Troxel got hurt last year for the most part. But, I mean, looking at this list of guys who are still here and even the ones that are gone, who can you say really got developed any outside of Tank? And I'm not even sure how much we developed a Tank. I just think he's that dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he, he, again, he's the guy that you recruit because he's going to play no matter what. <laughs> Outside, and, and this is, this list rep- is, you know, the, you know, only one in a long line of lists where our best player wasn't on the team, the, in the, you know, in the following year or the year after that. So at least we held on to our best player from this class. I still think guys like Xavion Capers, um, you know, have a chance if, you know, depending on what's going on behind the scenes to, you know, this is a talented kid. I mean, he's, he's got size, man. He can, he's, he's got ability. Malcolm Johnson has a chance to be, you know, a real contributor in the past game this year. So we'll be interested to see how that p- plays out. But I, I mean, again, outside of those guys, you're just looking here and you're thinking, man, um, was this really the, t- if we had to go back and re-rate this class, is this really the 10th class? Um, I'm not sure. You know, we had a couple guys that followed Gus to UCF. Uh, and you're looking at that list. Elijah Canyon, I'll die on this hill, was probably the best receiver on the roster last year. He didn't yes. see the game. Yeah. Um, so I'll be watching to see how he does at Purdue. I'll see, I, want, I really want to see if he breaks the lineup instantly at Purdue. Um, and then a bunch of names, some fans may be like, who? Who was that? Nick Curtis? I mean, I think he was a transfer in. Uh, Kayla Newton, you know, played a limited role. You know, he had a couple catches in games, but I don't know, man. This is this is not a this is not a sexy list of recruits. Um, I'm hoping that when we do this a couple years from now on the 2021 class, we in the signees we see more names on the left, and we could talk about their contributions a little bit more. I just don't see a lot of contribution on this list, significant contribution. Would, would you say, Mike G, that the biggest name in on the right column in terms of guys no longer with the team, the one that kind of hurts the most, would you, who would you say that would be for you personally? Uh, it's, it's close between 
Jay Hardy and Kobe Hudson. Like, I'm not super broke up over Kobe Hudson because I thought we, I think we saw what he could do, but I thought Jay Hardy was going to be a guy that had a chance to be somebody, man, in this offense. You know what? I'm sorry. It's Elijah Canyon. Forget what I just said. Elijah Canyon is probably the one that I'm the most disappointed that he didn't come along. I thought he was the most talented wide receiver in the room last year. He's a ton of talent, man. All the all the things that uh, kept him off the field, I hope that he exercises those demons and does not take that with him to Purdue. Okay. Uh, ben Bloodworth is saying, what does portal mean here? They still haven't picked a school. That means they're still in the portal. Yeah, we don't know yeah, where they're going. I, I, I don't know if the school is courting might them. Might be the or other if, way around. You yeah, know, I don't. I don't them. <laughs> right, right. I don't know if they have many options. They're just in the portal and not at Auburn. Mm. Um, just for just for clarity's sake, Ike, uh, your turn, sir. What 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 are, what are some of the takeaways when you look at this list? Uh, when we showed it pre-show, you had some thoughts that you definitely wanted to hang on. To and, and and share once we went live. What are your thoughts about this list, man? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of what Mike was saying. Um, there's just not a lot of guys from this list that actually saw significant playing time. Um, and I think the most disappointing thing about this is the ones, and, and this is going to sound disrespectful to the guys that are still on this signee list that are still here. Most of the ones that did get playing time are the ones that are in the column on the right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you, most of your on field playing time, as far as this class is concerned, is in this right column between Kobe Hudson, Ladarius Tennyson, JJ Pegues, Marco Domeo played a little bit, Romello Height. Um, those are all the guys that actually saw the field. When you go to the left column, Tank Bigsby, you know, played, of course, pretty much every snap that he was available and um, healthy for. Um, but outside of that, Zacavius Walker's been hurt a lot. He plays a little bit. Wesley Steiner, I can't be too upset at him. He's playing behind Zacoby McClain for two years. What are you right. going to do there? Um, Zavion Capers played a little bit his freshman year, barely sniffed the field last year. J.J. Evans is a fictitious person. Like, I don't even know that he's real. <laughs> um, Malcolm Johnson Jr. is probably going to have his opportunity this year. Yeah. Desmond Tisdall has not played very much. Cam Riley hasn't played very Like, I could just keep going down this list. Had it not been for injuries, I, uh, Killian probably would not have seen the field yet. Um, Brendan Coffey played a little bit, not too much. Jeremiah Wright, injury. Marquise Burks might have a, a, a breakout year this season. Yeah. Just not a lot of contribution from this class, from a class, as Mike pointed out, or as Caesar might have said earlier, the 10th ranked class in the nation. So this is where I people get upset at me when I say star ratings don't matter. And this is why I say they don't matter, because you can you can bring in all the five stars you want. These were a lot. A lot of these kids were four stars. There's a lot of four stars on this on this screen right now. Not a lot of playing time or com- contribution on the field. Yeah, I I I pin that mostly like on on staff because there's talent on this list, yeah. and I think that you know development was half the issue. So you know there are guys who you know what have we heard in some of these interviews so far? You know guys are saying, hey, we're watching film with a purpose now, and they're talking. It's it's everywhere. It's film habits. It's the weight room. It's yeah. 
it's all the things that just sound like basic procedural football things that guys are saying they did for the first time last year. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, man. I, I I agree on everything Ike said. It's it was it's disappointing. Um, I think again, Tank was the one standout. That was the one guy they recruited that was just throw him out there and let him play football. Right. You just know, a, and just I, a gamer. Right, and the the schools that are consistently competing for ta- championships have more of those type guys that can just come in and play, and their talent supersedes everything, and they can learn the game as they go. Does anybody remember a time in his freshman season when Tank wasn't even going to be our starting tailback? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. They, they would have kept him on the shelf the entire season if Shivers and who else was it? Two people were in front of him. Uh, it oh, was, uh, he didn't start oh, game one, right? Fumbleitis. Uh, yeah. Captain Fumbleitis. Uh, yeah. Booby. Booby Whitlow. Yeah, Booby yeah. Whitlow. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Booby Whitlow. No, no, Booby. not 2020. Booby had he had picked another program. <laughs> 2020. They had they had basically given Booby his walk. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's okay. right. It was um. Was it DJ DJ Williams. DJ Williams? Oh, Williams. DJ Williams. He was in front of him in 2020 to start. He sure was. He was, and he got. But hurt. he was. But he was, was injury prone. Yes. DJ yeah. Williams was starting in front of Tank uh, Bixby. Let yes. me go back and look at that stat line. So and by the way, uh, by the way, uh, uh, Oregon, right? and as well as well as uh, Lawrence is saying that Kaylin Williams is at William and Mary. So appreciate gotcha. that guys for that appreciate. update. Why I don't know. Twenty twenty, we started thing, with that was the short season. DJ so who Williams do we start with? Was in front of Tank Bixby. Who okay, start okay. With in twenty twenty, is it Kentucky? Kentucky. It was Kentucky. Oh, no, Kentucky. No. Yeah, it was yes, Kentucky. Kentucky. Right, because that was the SEC only schedule. Right. Oh, yeah. Seth Williams man. flexed up on Buddy. They had been holding them all game. Oh my God! Why is he's that not even real at, thing, he, he's, not, he's not even at Florida State anymore. I don't think. DJ what happened? Williams is. He transferred uh, to Florida. He, he, he transferred to Florida State. I don't know where he is right now. Yeah, he left. Oh he, he, no! Yeah, yeah, that's tragic. Yeah, that that happened. That happened. Wow. Because because that was one of the that was one of the frustrations. That was why that's one of the reasons I started really yelling cut the check that year. Because I'm like, how in the world is this guy? How was how was this guy not playing? Clearly, you had to have seen this guy in practice. Hold on, wait, 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 time out. Twenty twenty, right? Okay, twenty twenty. Yeah. And then we played Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And yep, our leading rusher was Bo Nix. Probably, probably Bo. I was about to say, I think Bo had the most rushing yards that game. Five carries for 34 yards. Ooh. As a matter of fact, That's Tank it. Bixby, yeah, the, the leading running back um, was uh, DJ Williams had eight carries. Tank had six. Sean Shivers had six. What were we doing? Oh, man. That just, like, I... I remember Tank not really getting any playing time until the Georgia game. I forgot who was starting in front of him, though. Yep. I mean, but that's, I mean, so that's something that coaches do, right? They play the guys who have played the most for them. DJ Williams got some significant time the year before, so that's not too much of a surprise. He, um, Shivers was a steady uh, presence under Gus, so that's not a surprise either. I don't. Do you expect a freshman running back to come in and be as good? If if his name's Tank Tank Bixby and he's that guy, yes. I am not saying that he could not have been. It is to the the habit or the the pattern of particularly Gus Malzahn and a lot of coaches. Yeah, I mean to, to be fair, Jarquez Hunter probably would not have been in front of Sean Shivers had he not gotten hurt. Right. So again, right. this is not this is not and this was not me trying to poke fun at that that coaching staff. This was just me remembering he was clearly the best running back in that room. 
by a pretty long margin and was not starting. Yeah, yeah I mean, because they played them. Game two, we had we played Georgia. It was not close. Embarrassing. Uh, um, he had seven carries for 68. I'm sorry, seven catches for 68 yards. Yeah, yeah most of his stuff bailing out a lot. He had yeah. a crazy <laughs> catch in that game. I think mm-hmm. he saved an interception from happening. It was like yeah. almost a pick six or something, that, and he just snatched the ball out of the air. Away from the, yeah. like he 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 shows some stuff that maybe say like where where in the world why hasn't this guy been playing? Okay, so is there a legitimate reason we can come up with that he didn't start from game one? Experience is the only thing I can. Yeah, think or of. like the blocking maybe or maybe. I don't know, bro. No. Like what excuse could we make for the fact that Tank was not going ready to go game one, but sudden, suddenly your starter game two? You know what? The, so I've I've heard that about players going back in in Gus Malzahn's time at Auburn, um, I remember most vividly, and I'm not saying that it actually mattered, but they <laughs> John Franklin the third apparently was embarrassing people in practices and scrimmages. Okay. And he would not get on the field. They would not play him until we had to play Vanderbilt, Derek Mason's team. Because he couldn't in. throw. Right, because he didn't throw. And he looked kind of lost out there playing the position when he had to start for Sean White because Sean White was hurt. For that mm-hmm. Vanderbilt game in 2016. Now, to be fair here, I always have to question what type of games was Gus calling for these quarterbacks because it seemed like he kept the handcuffed on all the guys who wasn't his like number one favorite guy, including oh, for sure. when Joey Gatewood got in the game, he didn't let him do anything. When oh. Malik Willis got in the game the first year he was here and he thought he was about to do something, they were, he was like, nope, listen, you're going to hand the ball off, man. That's all you do. If I remember, Malik Willis was in backup duty it was one of our cupcake games and Stidham was sitting down and you could tell all he was supposed to do was hand the ball off like this was just repetition right he wasn't supposed to do anything fancy and he kept on one that he should have handed it off and he wasn't supposed mm. to keep it was obvious because i think he got either he, we got a safe they got a safety on us or it was like a uh, a fumble or something like it was a bad play it resulted in a negative result and he got chewed out a little bit going to the B. No, Gus made that face at him, that that scrunched up face that Gus made. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, you really don't want these guys to do anything. Like, why not let them run some of the offense? And I never understood why. We never had a second guy even kind of sort of ready, even when we thought we did. We thought Jeremy Johnson was going to be the next coming before he got the, the starting role because every time we saw him in mop-up duty, he was fine. But apparently that was smoke and mirrors because when he finally got the spotlight on him and got a chance to do his own thing and they're finally calling uh, offense for him, he didn't know what to do. So right. it doesn't surprise me that not only did Gus not call plays for the second quarterback ever, but it doesn't surprise me that there may have been guys in practice killing it but didn't get the starting nod or didn't get significant snaps because that's something I've, I've heard going, going back a while. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Uh, Lawrence says it was a safety against Alabama State 2018. That's what it was. Mm. Steel yeah. trap. I'm um but Lawrence has the best steel trap because you remember the game. Thank you, sir. I'm in shock uh about the guys <laughs> who they would not let go out there, but then they threw Bo out there first game. 
right out the so, gate. Okay, that's <clears throat> right. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you mean, but then they threw Bo yeah, out the, there. The, 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 first inconsistent, game. the inconsistency about it, right? And now let me tell you, Tank again about this 2020 class. Tank Bigsby was again your can't miss prospect. He was your absolute come in, contribute immediately player. Um, and you played him game two like he was a starter. So I don't know what only jump because of injuries, though. Right? Yeah, that's I'm the just, only reason right. he saw that game was injuries. Yeah, right. and I'm I'm like okay, but then w- explain the logic to me the year before because to me, especially at the quarterback position, if you're going to put a guy out there game one, Frosh, he he's he either no spring or he just only went through spring. That's your can't-miss transcendent prospect. That's the guy that puts your team on his back and says, I, got, I don't care how bad the line is. I, I get it done no matter what. Now, we've, we see that very rarely in college football. Game one, as a freshman, think about it. Who was the last freshman you remember that came in and put a team on his back? Johnny Manziel? He was a uh, red shirt. Freshman, yeah, so. Like, right. Was so wasn't even so not even really a true Chris freshman. Lee. What about the what, Chris Lee? You talking about from from day one? From day one, okay. Fresh fresh out of high school, just got your high school diploma. Y'all celebrated at Applebee's, and now you're the starting quarterback of a major Chris Division Lee. One program. That's the last one I remember for real. You know, even Tebow. Tebow, because I was, was, I was thinking about he the was kid a from role Clemson. player. I yeah. was thinking the kid from Clemson, but he didn't start the season. Nope. Bryant started yeah. the season, right? Yeah. Tim Tebow yeah. was a role player on a national championship team. Yeah, right. So they had, I just, they, had they had packages for they had like a package for Tebow, like at the goal line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Robinson is saying Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, he didn't start game one. That's who I thought of too. That's who I thought of too. But but no. Kelly Bryant got injured, didn't he? Jalen Hurts. So no, we, had, we he, talked about this he, the other night. I think he may have gotten injured. Kelly Bryant. Well, they were splitting time with uh, no Kelly Bryant. Kelly, Kelly Bryant got injured. Yeah, he, he started, got injured. injured, but they were splitting but he, them. But he, before. Didn't, he didn't. He didn't get his job back once he got right. Got yeah, that was a wrap. And that's when he. That's when he transferred. And he what chose year was to that? leave the team at the end of the regular season. That was 2018. That was 2018. So Kelly Bryant started the season, but Dabo intentionally was giving Trevor Lawrence like entire drives. Yeah, including the very first game because they knew they had something, and Kelly Bryant didn't apparently like that. And at the end of the, the season, after they had won it, no, it was before they had won it. I remember this. He left the team at the end of the regular season, if not during the season, because they asked Dabo if Kelly Bryant was going to get a championship ring. Yeah, you're right. He was and he a was like passer no. in 2018. Yeah, nine of 14 for 137 yards and three TDs. Game one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Dabo so, was like, no, I'm not giving him a ring because he left. He shouldn't have left. I didn't tell him and, to leave. I didn't make him and, leave. And, and listen, and listen, Kelly Bryant was 11 for 17 for 132 yards in a TD and no interceptions. So it's not like he went out there and had a crap game. Right. But they, but they were able to see, you know, Kelly Bryant was a winning quarterback. Yeah. And they were still able to see, hey, this is the more talented guy. Let's go with it. You know, from for, as a freshman, I mean, uh, I just don't. I don't understand how everybody else gets this right and we get it wrong. Well, I think. I think too, Mike. I think what you well, have to keep in mind is <laughs> we don't get we, Trevor Lawrence here. That's well, well, get it right when you got Trevor Lawrence. I well, mean, come but, on, yeah, right. But, but another thing too is that you're not developing at that position either. 
Right. So it's difficult to get that talent, number one. But then, two, over a period of time, you're going to be depleted at that position. Right. Because you don't. So you're, you're in many cases, you're put in a position where you have to start a kid who probably shouldn't be starting because of his talent. Because you haven't done much with the talent that you had. And, and you've been relying on transfers to come in and bail you out. That's how you end up playing a freshman at, at quarterback. Yeah. I have a hypothetical. Um, I know we're talking about 2020, but since we're talking about talent evaluation, um, we talk about this a lot. Caesar and I were at the 2015 Chick-fil-A kickoff in Atlanta, in the Georgia Dome. Uh, they tore down the Georgia Dome, sadly, shortly after that. But I Roger, remember being Roger at says the- Aaron Murray. True freshman? Uh, he may have. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we got Give us a year. What was his freshman year? Um, the I remember being standing in the seat in, in the stands next to Caesar, and Louisville put a guy in the game, and there was a Louisville fan next to me, and I turned to him. I was like, "Who is that guy?" And he looked me dead in my face, and he was so happy, and he said, "That's Lamar Jackson. Isn't he great?" I learned <laughs> shortly after that we had a chance at L- Lamar Jackson, but. They just decided that uh, who was Sean White or Tyler Queen or Tyler Queen was a better fit. I was like, wait, what? Uh, So so bring us full circle back to the 2020 list. Talent evaluation and development. Talent evaluation and development is why we don't have more guys on that left side of that chart talking about the contributions that they've made. Because I, 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 again, I'll die on this hill. I think that Tank may be getting some development this year, but he, he, he's, he was just that dude. So unless you're going to do what B says Saban and Kirby Smart are doing, is just recruit so many players that are ready made to come in, and you can just throw them out there and they're going to dominate. Then what is? You have to be better. You have to be better at, at, at picking players, or you have to be able to develop players so that you can bring these other guys that need development along slowly. And then when they're ready to hit the field, they can be that dude game one. Yeah. And that's, that's been the essential issue. That's why you see Bo Nick start game one, because we missed every quarterback prospect we brought in before him. And they were like, we just, well, we got to throw him out there. And then you misevaluated Malik Willis or you underdeveloped him. Underdeveloped. He was good. He was good. He was good enough to to be drafted in the third round of the NFL draft. Right. So, I mean, he had the talent. Uh, I I just don't understand it. And you picked him, you picked him. And then even the guys that you're picking, you miss misevaluate or you underdevelop. So, so so let me ask you guys this in closing with this segment. When we look back at this list here, Outside of Tank, who's an obvious known, who are you looking to? Because I'm, I'm looking at some of the holes at linebacker. I'm looking at wide receiver. There's opportunities for these guys to actually make some noise this year. If you have to pick amongst those guys, who's your guy outside of Tank? Who's your guy to actually give us some of that production that actually makes this class look a little bit better? Malcolm Johnson Jr., baby. Let's go. Track star, he's got the speed, um, and he can be part of the resurgence of the Auburn passing game. He can be a part of history here, where Auburn throws the ball regularly at a high clip, and we don't ask Tank to carry the whole team you know, to, to every victory. 
I'm looking at Malcolm Johnson Jr. I, th- I think that he's the guy that you got to look at and think, hey, um, we need wide receivers to step up this year. He has been working hard all offseason. We've heard he's probably one of the top two or three receivers on the team. He's most likely to go out there game one, uh, either at the one or the two. So I, I like Malcolm Johnson Jr. All right. What say you, sir? Um, I mean, Malcolm Johnson for sure is going to get opportunities. I think the guys on this list that I'm hoping become breakouts are going to be Wesley Steiner, uh, Desmond Tisdall, and Cam Riley. Mm-hmm. We need yeah. linebacker production because that's the only that's the only position group that I look at and I'm like, I don't I don't know who the guy is. I don't know who the guy is in this group. You know, we've got Asante that came in from North Carolina that I think is going to contribute immediately, but he can't do it all by himself, right? So I, one of those three names, this needs to be the year where you cement it. Um, we've heard a lot of things about Wesley Steiner and his intelligence um, and his, you know, he sounds eloquent when he speaks. I need to see him. And, and he, you know, listen, he brought lumber when he was out there yeah, for sure. and he actually got an opportunity to go head up with guys. He was definitely bringing it. Um, he was the guy who in a day um, had the the collision in the hole with uh, Sean Jackson and didn't yeah. get pushed backwards. Right. Like, yeah. so he can, from a physicality standpoint, he can definitely bring it. I need to see his IQ be there on game day and showing up in ways where he's diagnosing plays, playing fast, playing loose and, and just diagnosing and making stuff happen for us in that uh, linebacker spot. Um, so it's between those three for me that I want that. That's my, Hey man, I need to see something from you guys. I think, you know, if Malcolm Johnson is healthy this entire season, he's a can't miss from this list though. Yeah, for sure. Be will. What say you? Um, yeah, I'm I'm actually going to say without having too much of a an idea exactly what the tight end room is looking like. I mean, I know who's in it, but I don't know who's getting the most snaps. I know John Samuel Shanker is going to be um a constant because he was very very dependable last year. I expect him and his seniority, his experience to be getting a lot of looks, but Brandon Frazier, man. Like we heard so so much raving about his size and, and his ability in camp last year. Mm-hmm. Saw almost nothing of him last year. Haven't heard a lot about him this year. I I want to hope that we get a standout tight end. Uh because he is, and Jonathan Harris just said that he is the prototypical like NFL size tight end. You block, block, block. And when I'm gonna throw to you, your body and positioning make it almost impossible for you not to make this catch. Um, that would be marvelous if we had that type of target to go along with John Samuel Shanker. But who knows? Um, I'm, I would love it if we did get Malcolm Johnson Jr. Or um, like to Ike's point, I think we're probably a bigger question mark at linebacker than anywhere. So I guess what would be best for the team? Yeah. If Wesley Siner and or Riley and or Tisdall just turned out to be a stud, the likes of which we had never seen. That would make my day, week, month, year. Yeah. I, in my opinion, we need offense. We need offense way more than we need defense. I think they got lots of options. I, I mean, here's the thing. The reason I, I agree that we need offense, but because I don't know where our offense is going to be because I haven't seen the quarterback position yet, and it really all hinges on that. I don't need the defense to be shoddy. Like we can't right. fall off defensively. Like, like, like a huge, I, I think the listen. offense has to improve 
Yeah, but a huge portion of takes a, step back. a huge <laughs> right. portion of our defense being consistent last year was that guy in the middle, Zacoby right. McClain. Yeah, in in the game the and out the game was completely yeah. different defenses, and, and so why. I just need that to continue to be consistent this year while sure. the offense figures it out. So I agree with sure. you. We one hundred percent need offense, but it, if we're letting everybody score against us, we're Missouri. Yeah, listen, that's not wrong. I mean, at the end of the day, if you can stop yeah. the other team from scoring, you can have a chance in, in almost every game, which is pretty much what we saw a lot of games last year. Yeah, Our defense yeah. played well enough to we, win most games, and we right. just couldn't put up enough points right. Right. Uh, to win. Um, it just it's, it's At some point, you're going to have to score, uh, but uh, depending on how well that's going, we need defenses that can keep us in games. And at some point, the offense has to throw them a bone back, man. For yeah. sure. Right, they've got to be able to grind (laughs) out drives and keep the defense off the field and not only keep the defense off the field, but keep the teams with dynamic offenses off the field. Limit their offensive possessions because we are grinding up the clock and scoring. That's where it has to go for Auburn, in my opinion, uh, for us to find some improvement in schedule and record. And it's possible, man. I, I remember, and this was, I know we want to go to break C. We were having this discussion last year after every game because it was so polarizing that we thought Bo Nix could play better. People said, well, the defense didn't do this and that. I remember watching an NFL game last year, and I think it was the game that, Mike, you went to this game on a Sunday and where the Washington team played ah, Tampa Bay. The Redskins. Yeah, yeah. The that was very, my first time seeing Tom Brady. Yeah, because you wanted to go see Tom Brady. Yeah. He right. had, they were down by like a possession. Washington got the ball with like 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter, did not give it back. They kept the greatest quarterback of all time on the sideline Sideline. by possessing the football. That is possible in football. The offense can help the defense just like the defense can help the offense. And I'm with you. I hope we get an offense that even if they're not so dynamic, because Washington's offense wasn't high-flying offense. They weren't the Kansas City Chiefs. But they could generate first downs, convert third, long thirds and some fourth downs, and you can keep the other team off the field, their offense, keep your defense fresh, and really take the the, the wheel of the other team's defense. It's a perfect That's recipe. funny that you say that because I remember sitting in the stands thinking, Brady's about to lead another comeback. <laughs> and they just never gave him a chance. Nope. Um, they grinded out the clock. They ran the clock out on him, and then that was it. We, we need some of that magic, I think. And... Uh, uh, hopefully, Jarquez Hunter stays healthy mm-hmm. all year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if if called upon, Damari Austin and, and Sean Jackson are, substi- uh, or, um, are sufficient to substitute, you know, uh, yeah. and, and come in and, and not have a total drop-off in terms of production in the run game. So, right. Right. you know, looking back at that list again, I'm looking at O-line, and I'm thinking, you know, where are – the stars on O-line from that class. And that, that's 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 my that yeah. was my missing pick. I think the fill-in, you mentioned Malcolm, Mike. Uh Ike mentioned the linebackers. Brian, you mentioned the uh, Frazier. I'm looking at Killian Zaire. He did great in pass pro last year. I'm looking to see him take a step forward in run blocking. We need that on the O-line for us to be able to do a lot of stuff, especially in, in our running game. So that's that's my guy from that class. I'm hoping that that actually takes a step forward and really contributes for sure. You are now now listening to 